Jason, here as always with Dale, and uh, what's going on, man? Well, nothing. I'm just sitting here trying to get Hulu to work. Uh, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just wanted to get on here and uh, just talk about some of the stuff we've been watching, you know, what we've been up to, kind of like a little update, maybe do some news and stuff, too. We've uh, yeah, been watching a been watching a good bit of stuff lately, Dale and I have, and uh, I thought it'd be cool to talk about on here. I uh, I've every time I watch No Holds Barred, I think I love it more. It's become one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm like obsessed with it now. So I think I may put that in while we do this. It, it's the perfect movie, I think. Because there is no intentional humor in the movie, but everything that happens is funny. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, the movie uh, accomplishes what what, uh, what it set out to do, I suppose. Well, it's like, you know, you and I were talking. Um, you know, we didn't really ever, you know, they never tried to do anything like that again. You know, Hogan did some other movies, but never like that. So we were like, you know, well, we guess, you know, it didn't do too well, but it made like almost a full budget, like opening weekend. That's, and see, I, you know, I've been trying to look around for other shows like this, you know, like something the, the wrestling people would have done before or after, you know. Yeah. There'd be other hidden gems, but there's nothing, nothing that I see. No. Go watch The Bourbon Commando. Go watch uh, Mr. Nanny. Oh, it's all shit. Yeah, I didn't like any like, of that other stuff. I, I don't know. This one just was lightning in a bottle, I suppose. It really, really is. Like Kurt Fuller just yeah, stole Fuller. the show, man. Yeah. Like Kurt Fuller made this movie. I, like I want that, that jockass on this network... <laughs> I just, yeah. I just I love that terminology. It just cracks me up so much. <laughs> it's like when you just see him reading it. You see him reading the script and he puts his all into it. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> he's like a he's like a commercial for an acting class or something. Okay, yeah, I've got this starting up here. Here you snarling and shit, just spit blind everywhere and beautiful silky hair. <laughs> no, uh, 
No, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy this, too. I saw it for the first time a few years ago. Because I saw something online, you know, a little clip. The Duke yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had to see it. You know, that's... I've seen it. You know, you know, I told you I watched this back. Uh, I saw it on SpectraVision, actually, in a hotel room for the first time. Like, pretty soon after it came out. And, uh, you know, watched it. You know, didn't really think a whole lot about it. Um, did, didn't really like it a whole lot. But, uh, you know, I bought the Blu-ray a few years ago. And, you know, you, you and I watched it and loved it. And I've just, I've watched it like ten times in the past couple of years. It's really crazy. Yeah. yeah, for people who really just want to see it but don't have it or want to check it out, it is on Hulu right now. If you oh, have okay. any way to cool. get on there, just just check it out. Uh, it's well worth it. It was on Netflix for a Yeah. They've taken it off. It's it's gone on Netflix a few times and gone back off because I tried to go watch it and it wasn't on there. But I bought the Blu-ray when it came out. I don't remember who who released it, but I found it the other day. Strangely enough, I uh, I put it on and watched it again because I was it was like right in front of me. I was like, oh shit, there it is. I pulled it out of one of my bags and, and it, it happened to be there. Um, so I said, oh, that's got to be karma. I got to watch this bitch now. Um, but uh, I, I was telling you, it's got all the the bonus features. It's got the uh, there's a SummerSlam match with uh, it's uh, Randy Savage, Macho Man, and Zeus, and then a Hulk and uh, <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Um, uh, there's a SummerSlam match and there's a Steel Cage match also. Both of those are on there as special features. I've always loved the names for these wrestlers. Dude, you got to check it out, man. It is like Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I don't know. This guy's clothes, like he had, uh, you know, it was full, full pants, you know, not, not like little tidy whities like Hogan wears. Like he, he was wearing full length, like tight britches, but on one side, it was fishnet material. Like, it's the most, like, homoerotic shit I've ever seen in my life. It's ridiculous. Everything's, like, boas, like, feather boas everywhere, and, like, everything's hot pink, and (laughs) Randy Savage is crazy in there, too, because it's in that period of time when he's just, like, sticking his tongue out a whole bunch, like a snake. Yeah, he was getting into that good cocaine. It's, dude, it, there was a pile of cocaine right off the the camera for for Hogan for fucking Brutus the barber beefcake the fucking crazy crackheaded bitch that was there with the uh, macho man and Zeus uh, scary sherry god damn dude it is it's crazy and Zeus is a terrible wrestler and i mean in in the real wrestling he did a great job in the movie but but not in real wrestling he did a terrible job how long did he do that wrestling thing? That's all that I know of. There may have been more, but I, I'm not not the best person to ask. Zeus. Sorry, dude. I know I've been talking about this shit way too much. No, no, no. It's fine. I'm, like I said, I've got it going on right now. I've been blowing Dale's phone up all week about no holes barred. <laughs> Just to be random random texts and, and shit. That's why I keep sending you those 
those really, really gay wrestling figures oh, back. God damn. What what is the deal with the wrestler? Oh, we're talking about like real like Olympic style wrestling. Like a Greco Roman, I guess you call it. Like they they stick their hand like in the other guy's ass. Like is that a is that legal? <laughs> and I don't know. It seems like these are their their moves, man. This is their fucking diamond cutter and shit. But like just fisting upon his asshole. <laughs> but, uh, it's a so, great place to grab a hold of. Dude, I mean, it's like they just stick the thumb all the way in there and they submit completely. You got them. I don't know. Huh? I don't know what it is. It's like they do that and grab their dicks in the whole batch and shit. I mean, yeah. yeah. Everything. I mean, it's like full contact. Like, the only thing that's not happening is a dick is not going into another man. But they're sticking everything else in there. You know? And you talk about virtual Roman stuff. They used to do that shit nude. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, what? I, I don't know, man. It's like, it, I, it, it, there's nothing special about wrestling. Nothing. I don't care what anybody says. That's why I love that South Park about it. But they keep making fun of it. <laughs> you know, you can make fun of this pro wrestling shit like you see on TV all the time. You know, it can be gay sometimes, and it's all fake as shit. There's not two men just groping and, like, fucking grimming each other hardcore. You know, it's, it's, those pictures are, are hilarious. I, I found so many of them. Like, I mean, they're grabbing dicks for no reason. Not even, they're not even wrestling, they're still grabbing each other's dicks. <laughs> Are you finished? Yeah, I've done. I've done. I've done. <laughs> no, I was, I was, yeah, that was awesome. But uh, yeah, another thing I watched is the uh, documentary about uh, the Foxcatcher. I think it's called Team Foxcatcher, which there was a movie with uh, Channing Tatum and uh, Steve Carell came out a couple years ago. Was you know a big Oscar fodder, but uh, a decent movie, but. This is a documentary based on that. I actually watched that and also watched uh, one of the ESPN 30 for 30s on it, so I know quite a bit about that for some reason now. But, uh, yeah, the uh, John DuPont, the guy who was doing that, he had this one technique that he invented called the Foxcatcher 5, the wrestling mm-hmm. move yeah. that I was telling you about. That's That's where he takes all five fingers and grabs the other guy's dick and balls. And that's like that's his big wrestling match. Like I mean, his big wrestling move. What the fuck? That's what I was trying to tell you in a text, but it was so much I I couldn't really, uh, you know, get it all to you. But yeah, that's 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 why uh, Villanova, um, like he got removed from Villanova's uh, wrestling team. Like you know, he did his own Foxcatcher rant. the the wrestling shit at his ranch, Foxcatcher Ranch. Before that, he was at, at Villanova. He put a bunch of money into uh, Villanova's uh, wrestling program, and he was just grabbing guys' dicks and balls. And then they uh, they they filed a bunch of sexual harassment suits against him, and so he was let go from there. And they settled out of court on all that, so you know he paid all those guys off. 
Oh, man. I just don't know why why anybody would get in the ring with somebody that you know their objective is to grab the cock. I, I don't know. I, I almost want to, like, is it legal? Like, I mean, you can't you can't just be grabbing the dude's balls. I mean, goddamn. I mean, that, that should be the first thing you do. That should be all it's about is just try to twist his balls until he submits. <laughs> that would be a more interesting game. See who can get to those balls first and just smash them up. They're just fighting like hell to protect Take their own job. <laughs> oh my God, man, it would be funny as shit. Oh man, like did you see it? The hands, like, are just—they're just trying to get that, you know. They're waiting for an open, you know. They're just jamming their hand down in there. They're just slapping their way, you know. Yeah. Trying to break each other's hands, and they get their own hand into his dick or his butt or whatever. <laughs> Does it? It does not help that the wrestling uniforms are like skin tight. God. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I I can't I can't argue with anything you said. Um, well, I, just, I, mean, I, I found one. I found another one last night of like one guy had another one in a '69 choker hold or some shit, and literally. <laughs> His, his sack is in the other one's mouth. Like, the other one's trying to bite his sack to get him off of him. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'd really hate to see some of the other shit that came up in that Google search. <laughs> oh, man, I've seen some shit. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's... But it's worth it for that. That is fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, you know, I mean, in this part of the country, it's not really very popular at all, wrestling, so I, I don't really know a whole lot about it. Professional wrestling is very popular, but not that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, uh, yeah like, you know, I look up, like, uh, you know, I look up gay wrestling or whatever that was. That's why I say I've seen some shit, because there was some legitimate gay wrestling there. But you can find some gyms like that in there. And uh, also found That's that's got to be a thing where they just, like, try to dominate each other, then they actually dominate each other. Well, I mean, they yeah. literally, like, uh, like it, it, uh, you have to mount the other one. Like, literally, one of them has to get on all fours, and the other one gets behind them, and they start fighting like that. It's like, it is the, it is the gayest thing I've seen. And they fought that mm-hmm. in Beavis and Butthead, where the coach was trying to get, he made Beavis, not Beavis, yeah, Beavis, uh, get on all fours. And then this guy had to, he was like, he was yelling at this other guy to come out. Yeah. And, like, why why does he have to get on all fours and shove his ass up in the air for his opponent? <laughs> Beefcake. He's the booty man or whatever the fuck his other name is. The booty was. man. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> I was I was looking at Brutus the Barber Beefcake on on Wikipedia, and one one of his other uh, billing names he was known as was the the Booty Man and Big Brother Booty. And I gotta know what's up with that. These are names that 
like my brother would have come up with when he was like years old. Exactly. That's exactly what it would have come up with. The Booty Man. All right. My wrestling name, guys, check it out. I'm the Booty Man. And he immediately tries to grab their junk. Yeah. <laughs> Try to give them that whole reach around. That's like you're trying uh, to is, you're trying to not, not appear homosexual here, and your name is the Booty Man. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, man, fucking that, that's a great movie, man. The whole Dookie scene. Yeah, which is about to come up here, and I didn't notice before that uh, when Hulk is that other wrestler's got him in the uh, oh I'm sorry rip when the other wrestler yeah, there you got go. rip in that stranglehold. He does that thing with his hand, and that like gives him a power up or something. Yeah, and yeah. then he just starts braining him with this fucking weird, you know, one of the stink and none of the pink thing that yeah. he does. Or whatever that <laughs> is. We called it one in the stink and one just like little nubby on the clit. Yeah, just like a little. <laughs> just furiously rubbing, like looking that bean with that. He anchors himself with the, <laughs> the pinky. <sighs> By the way, man, I've been really practicing that. I've, I got it down. That like really weird. Odd, like I do it when I leave rooms. I'm like, all right, see you later. Rip them. Oh man, <clears throat> that's, oh, yeah, I really incorporated it into my day to day life. It took some practice. Cause I, that's an odd little hand gesture he does. Yeah, it's not. It's not a natural hand gesture whatsoever. But the. Uh, Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Dookie's coming up. But, uh, yeah, you can see, like, in this scene, there's so much dust and shit everywhere. You can see that that's, like, far from the first take of this. I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know, man. This is, like, a perfect uh, late 80s movie and a late 90s movie, too. It's a perfect movie. Shit. It's perfect. This will be a good drinking game. That's a yeah. Drink every time he mentions his charity work. <laughs> I was going to say every time he does his hand like that, but we yeah, oh yeah, more like the half hour mark. Yeah. Um, oh shit! That, it's such a good movie, man. I, I really don't know uh, what else to say other than I want to watch it right now. I'm, I'm jealous you're watching it. I'm gonna um, have to get the Blu-ray for the special features. Uh, it's it's cheap, I think, or it it was at one point. I'm sure it's still. Um, I don't think it's ever been expensive. Oh, here it comes. But uh, Dookie. Ah, he's 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 ripping the door off now. Ooh, I wash that smell. He's fucking noisy. Dookie. It's all on the outside too, and it's like oh, he goes from his lower back down to his behind two steps. He's he's face really dropped the load in there, man. Yeah, it, it, yeah, especially the fucking camera staying on Hulk's face, uncomfortably yeah. oh, long. That's that's a just put that on a loop. Him him doing it. Yeah. Because, God damn, man. People want to shit talk his acting. Like, that is awesome. Yeah. Just him, like, smelling the dookie is, is, is awesome. 
That's just extreme faces, man. Yeah. He does that quite a bit in that movie. Yeah, he does. Just snarling and like, growling and drooling and shit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they wrote that movie and, uh, they got the script and then him and Hogan or, uh, Hogan and, uh, Vince, Vince McMahon went and like held up in a, uh, in a hotel room for 48 hours and totally rewrote the script. You just imagine like the, the cocaine that they went through on that fucking deal. Uh, uh, dude, I'm sure it was still in Hulk's mustache. By the way, that's why he dyes it blonde so it hides the shit. Yeah, doesn't show well, up like, as much. I've got to say though, what they went out to achieve, they they succeeded in spades. I mean, the movie oh, is is fantastic. It's uh, it's so juvenile in, in its language and shit. Teeny Wanger. <laughs> I don't know. The bar, though. I love the whole bar. The bar that could not possibly exist. It really reminds me of a bar from Roadhouse. Well, you and I were talking. I think we kind of had the same idea. Like, it, it reminded me of the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's exactly what it is. Like, the urinals were like six feet long and full of piss. There's a fucking dog in there. Yeah, that's like a dog just like... I, I don't know what he's doing in there. He's, he wipes down the loads. <laughs> just here to wipe down the loads. Um, but uh, yeah, back to Tiny Lister. Yeah, that was it. He, uh, he had one more appearance at a... Uh, let's see. Uh, Royal Rumble... I think that was it. That may have been it. Maybe Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Um, it was just the two matches from what I'm seeing here. But he was actually uh, on the... He played two exhibition games in the NFL and got cut. And he was on the shock, pit, shock put team. NCAA Division Two National Shock Put Champion, huh. Cal State. It's pretty cool. And he just uh, went to acting. Yeah, after his uh, football career didn't didn't play out. He just he just he just immediately started being Debo. <laughs> what year was Debo? I mean, what what year was Friday? Ninety ninety five. On A5, why did I say 93? I don't think it'd be that. Oh, hold on. It feels more no. like 93. But, uh, let's see. No Holds Barred had to have been early in 80, 89. Yeah. He did some other shit, but he was an extreme prejudice. I didn't remember that. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Runaway Train. Oh, shit. That's a Golden Globus movie. Uh, Runaway Train? Have you ever seen that? No. uh, Uh, Runaway Train? I've never seen it. It's on HBO Go right now, but I've never seen it. 
John Voight, Eric Roberts, Rebecca DeMornay. Well, I've heard sounds of like a, I've heard it's actually a really good movie. Sounds like a winner, man. That sounds like one we need to watch. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, but yeah, after after No Holds Barred, he went on and just did a ton of shit. Trespass. That's another movie That's we right, watched. We can talk about that. Yeah, let's take way into that. There. <laughs> there you go. Walter Hill movie. I think that's why we watched it. Yeah, I just saw the name and, and uh, figured, you know, we couldn't go wrong with it. None of us have seen it or really heard of it. That was on HBO yeah, as well. I had heard of it, and I remembered the uh, poster art, but I, uh, you know, didn't didn't know anything about it. I didn't know it was a Walter Hill movie. But uh, Bill Paxton, William Sadler, of course, Ice Cube and Ice-T. <laughs> It was, uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Good cast. Ice Cube doing his typical, uh, I smell a fart and I'm mad about it face. Yeah, he's always, that's, that's always that's his, the same way. That's his acting face in every movie he's ever in. Uh, Who farted and I'm pissed. Um, but uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought I thought it was a pretty good movie. It, 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 it maybe drug a little bit in the middle, but other than that, I liked it a lot. <clears throat> so, probably something I'll never revisit. But it wasn't one of those. But you know, it, it was a good thing. And freaking Bill Paxton was just you know his usual whiny self in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, but plus I always love William Sadler. He's always fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he was in the first episode of, uh, oh, God, uh, Tales from the Crypt, wasn't he? Is that right? Okay, yeah, I knew he was I in there. So. I didn't remember. Um, That's something I need to sit back and watch. I've got four seasons of it. I don't sit there and watch them. Right now. <clears throat> you know, we we found those at uh, Big Lots. Yeah, I think it's my season three. Uh, one of the seasons I got, season three or four, um, I was going through a rewatching a few years ago, and two of the discs on my season are, are messed up. That they don't play. I was just curious I if yours had the same first. defect. I, I don't think I've looked at season three to see. But that's know. definitely worth it, man. That's a great show. Yeah, it was like three bucks per season. Uh, yeah. I think I found all but uh, maybe two or three at Big Lots. Whichever the ones I didn't have, I I, I bought again. Like, I think I paid full price, like, you know, uh, well, 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, I think the, uh, Walmart had the ones that Big Lots didn't have, like $10. Yeah. Around that same time, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it's worth owning. I uh, that reminds me, I actually pre-ordered the uh, Tales from the Dark Side complete set. It's coming out on DVD. It was like twenty oh, twenty-two dollars for the whole set. I'm like, fuck it, man. I, there, there was one episode I really wanted to watch, and I couldn't find it to watch anywhere. 
so I just went ahead and, and got the whole thing so I can check it out. I, I love those those shows, you know, that uh, horror TV from the 80s. I love it. Who's, who's releasing that? That's a good question. <clears throat> I will look it up and let you know. But, yeah, Trespass is good. Um... I wouldn't say it's great. I'd say it was good. You know, I wasn't disappointed we watched it. No, no. I remember. Uh, it, it was good. Yeah, it was a good late night uh, drinking movie. Yeah, it was. That is Paramount's releasing that. That's all it says. I guess Paramount's releasing the box set. Huh. All right. How many seasons? It's this is the uh it's a complete series. It's twelve discs. I don't know how many seasons they made of that. It was it was a good many though. There's quite a few stinkers in that list though. Oh. As I remember when uh, Sci-Fi started airing them. Yeah. Let's see. It ran for five seasons. Yeah, that's a good one. So. But you know, it's like all those other shows. You know, they they cut the funding, and you know the the show really suffered. Yeah, that that's what they always do. I mean, they all it happened to all those shows. Tales from the Crypt, you know, being one of the ones that actually held on a little bit longer because it was was it HBO was the one who did yeah. that originally. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember because you know I didn't have HBO. So whenever we'd go on a trip somewhere, you know, thankfully the hotel would have HBO, so I would just sit there and watch as many Tales in the Crypt as I could when they came on. Uh-huh. That was back when we only had one HBO, children. Yeah, I was just about Not to say, much. man, you just had to wait for it to come back on. You couldn't just sit there searching for <clears> my yeah. yeah, this is... But, I mean, now there's, like, 10 HBOs, and, like, I know with Showtime, there's a Showtime Beyond, which shows a lot of horror and weird shit all the time. It's all it shows. It's a great, great channel. But, uh, you know, this was everything all in one. Yeah. And, like I said, we just, whatever was on, we watched. That's why I watched a lot of shit I probably wouldn't have seen otherwise, just because I didn't have any other options available, you know? Yeah. I'm sure you can uh, probably think of the things that you watch you wouldn't have normally watched. Well, there were, uh, you know, plenty of filler shows, I guess it was. Yeah. Just, just waiting for shit to... It's, oh, God, I can't remember what all what all it was. Like, you know, Friday nights, you know, uh, after... Oh, man. What was it? After X-Files? After X-Files, for me, it was nothing, really. You know, except for hopefully there would be a, uh, you know, a Monster Vision or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, USA Up on Night was Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, Friday and Saturday night. Oh, was it up? Was it both nights? 
Yeah, I think Ron DeShear did one, Gilbert Godfrey did the other. I forget which one was which. Ronda may have done okay. Friday nights. Okay. It's been a while. I, I just saw one maybe just replace the other at some point. I didn't realize they were doing it like that. Yeah, I believe so. I believe they were both doing it at the same time, or at least they were for a little while. That's well, the way that's I remember back it. when late night TV was could be fantastic. You know, you could watch old, you know, and, and see back then, you're talking about like the early 90s, mid-90s. So 80s horror was still very new that we were seeing it oh, on yeah. TV. You know, right. It's not like we're watching something 30 years old on there. We're watching something not even 10. So yeah. It was edited, but, you know, still, I enjoy the shit yeah. out of some of those edits. You know, some of the edits were just dumb. At least dumb. Very nice. <laughs> that's, that's where I watched a lot of that, that stuff, man, because I didn't have any other options. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you know, wasn't a whole lot going on unless you, you know, I don't I don't think, you know, you and I were really, really social people growing up. So we hung yeah. out with each other, but we weren't going to party yeah. and shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we'd sit well, back and watch these anyway. movies and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that's where we saw oh. Ghoulies, what was it, Ghoulies 2, you know, oh, yeah. which we revisited the other night. Yeah. We watched it on, I think, it must have been like an up all night kind of when we saw that. Yeah, because it was was definitely late. Yeah. Yeah, it was late, and we were hungry eating cereal out of a box. Oh, you already told that story on here. I know. I know. That's that's all I'm going to do. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) We were just eating cereal late because that was all it was. Uh you know, I don't know that either neither one of us had a car or anything, so we were just stuck there. Oh yeah. Watching the flying shit. The flying shit. Yeah, we did a drinking game the other night. Yeah. We we did a drinking game to drink every time you saw the flying shit. Man Which uh wasn't as much as I remembered either. No. <laughs> no, uh he would just show up and squeal and that's it. Uh, <laughs> there'd be some scenes where he would be all over the place. They'd be like, oh, shit, there he is. There he is again. There he is again. And see, those scenes are when I had, like, the darker beers, like the, the harder yeah. beers to drink. I'm sitting there having to chug them. You know, yeah. I have a Bud Light during those scenes. I could have, that wouldn't have been an issue. <laughs> Too hard at ale or whatever. I was sitting there trying to have to get that down as fast as I could. <laughs> yeah, I got pretty drunk, man. This is after we'd already watched uh, Drink Every Time. What did what did we do the first time? We played one before that. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. That's right. Drink Every Time He Says Naughty. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> but we oh, played man. quite a bit, though. That was awesome. Yeah, man, we, we all got pretty drunk that night. That was fun. Yeah. We'll do that again. It really was. I'd love to. I, I just didn't realize how often he would say naughty. And he was, like, just like the flying shit, he was saying in clusters. Yeah. Naughty, naughty, you're naughty, you're naughty. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <shit>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, that was I'm fun, just sitting there, like, just slamming beers down and having to run and get another one. 
Yeah, that that was my first time to watch uh, Sal and I Devil at Night too. Sal and I Devil at Night two, my first time to watch the second one. I've seen the first one before, but if you haven't seen the first one, uh, don't don't bother with it because it'll it'll recap the whole thing in the second movie. <clears throat> and then it will give you the added uh, joy of uh, watching that actor. Who acts with his eyebrows? Oh, Eric Freeman. Yeah, he is pretty fucking amazing. He's like a yeah, national treasure, is what he is. <laughs> it's garbage day. Oh man, that's one of the best. Garbage uh, day. Yeah, that's one of the best. That's up there with Dookie to me regarding yeah. uh, the shit on the internet. Oh yeah. The people know that that haven't even seen the movie. I knew about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I knew about that years ago. I didn't know what what it was from. Yeah, and uh, it's from such a small part of the movie too. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Because it, it's just full full retarded before that. The way he like uh, electrocutes that guy with the car battery and shit. Yeah. Sparks are flying out of out of his face. <laughs> oh man! What is that on? What did we watch that on? Amazon? That was yeah, it was Amazon. Uh, my brother bought it, but it was like two dollars uh, on there. Okay, that's not bad to buy. No, no, it was, and fortunately for me, it was captioned. So, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, two bucks is not bad at all for that. It's fun. Like I said, it's not something you want to watch by yourself. Get some good friends, get oh, some yeah. beer, and you're set. Absolutely. <sighs> get ready to watch those eyebrows. Here. Like he's doing butterfly lifts of his eyebrows. Even when he's not talking or doing anything. <laughs> so tense, man. He's such a tense person. Uh, uh, yeah, him and Kurt uh, Fuller could probably get along pretty well. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, if they could find him, you said he's disappeared. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eric Freeman, yeah. They may have found him. I don't know. I think I may have seen that they found him for something. Cause it, I know they've been looking for him for a while to do a commentary. I think last I heard he was uh, was in Mexico or somewhere, I think, is the last thing I heard about him. I could be wrong about that. uh, He probably literally is an actual treasure there because of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, garbage day. I don't know why I did that accent, but I did. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Was that, that Mexican? Uh, was that Asian? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. It was a. It was an accent all its own. Oh, garbage day! It sounds almost like a Cajun chef. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Wolf Brimley. Oh, Eric Brimley. Oh man. Um. Oh, I guess we can do. Uh, go to one of these others we watched. Uh, something that was 
a completely unexpected gem. Um, Shakedown. That's right. I couldn't think of the name of it. 1988. Yeah. yeah, we we watched that again. That was just randomly on HBO Go, and uh, yeah, it's, it's got uh, Peter Weller and uh, oh shit, what's his name? Sam what? Sam Elliott. Yes, yeah, Sam Elliott. Uh, yeah, you guys had, had had watched this I think the night before, and were telling me about it. Yeah. And we just said, fuck it, put it on. Oh, dude, it, I that, mean... It was a great movie. It really was. Uh, you know, we watched it, and towards the end, I was like, man, it's a shame Jason's not here. Yeah. So when you came over the next night, I was just like, we, we just need to go ahead and watch it. I didn't have a fun <laughs> watching it again. It was so fun. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Yeah. Like I told you when we were watching, I really wish the court shit wasn't in there. Because, you know, it, I think it really bogs it down because it's it's some great action stuff going on. And then, like, there'll be big action scenes, and then they'll go into the courtroom and talk about, uh, shit, I don't even remember what the fuck's going on with the courtroom. Uh, they're trying to send the one guy to jail for killing, uh... Killing a cop. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, he was at, uh, I, I love how they set it up. This is what I fucking love. It's... It's of course it's a black guy in a bridge, I guess, at Central Park. He's just there with a boombox all by himself, surrounded. And I mean, surrounded by crack miles everywhere. All oh around yeah. Him. And this guy looks like he should be a lawyer. You know, he does not look like a crack dealer. He, he's a he's a good looking guy, well kept and everything. But no, mm-hmm. he, he's a he's a crack dealer, uh-huh. and uh, he's just going to town with that boombox. This is. This is late 80s rap, too, uh, which is just fantastic. And then and then the cop shows up. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's not, it's it's a plainclothes cop that didn't tell him he was a cop, which was a problem. So anyway, that's what the whole court thing was. He was being tried for murdering a cop. Uh, and then the other cops were trying to uh, cover it up because they were all in on the take, I guess. Right. And Sam uh, Elliott is basically the cop that's that's not dirty. Yeah, he's a cop that lives in like a porn theater. Uh, it, What's it's Craig Miles? Introduce him, dude. Like, like it's like four inches deep of just crushed crack vials all over the uh, in front of the concession stand, all over the floor. Crack vials and syringes. It's, this is this is back like. Do you remember this period of time in the eighties, like when you were a kid? I remember, uh, you know, I used to get that magazine, Boys Life. Yeah. Uh, the Boy Scouts magazine, and uh, I rem- that, I've been trying to find the, this cover art, but this was uh, fuck, I don't know, eighty eight, probably right around the time this movie came out that I got, and it was uh, the cover of that was all about it was all about drugs, saying no to drugs, you know, Reagan error, Reagan error, uh, you know, say no to drugs bullshit. Uh, but it was, it was just like a pile, like a cartoon drawing of syringes and other, uh, it's mainly what I remember, syringes and maybe pipes and stuff in there. It was really crazy. But, uh, it's the same period of time, you know, it's just like 
I guess drug use was just a really big uh, hot topic in the media and, you know, the mainstream. So it was just everywhere, you know. People just, like, yeah. everybody's smoking crack. You know, crack's a big thing. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, and, uh see, that was all 42nd Street, too, I believe. Yeah, where that I was awesome that seeing was that. It really was, because you could see all the other movies. You know, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yeah. Uh, some some other stuff was playing it. Of course, being a uh, what a Glickenhaus uh, film, mm-hmm. you see Supper Soldier, which oh my God, uh, <laughs> that, that whole sequence of the slopes, the ski slopes and shit. Which, <clears throat> of course, that's a movie playing in the theater in Sam Elliott lives in. Uh, and uh, it's that. And what is it? What else is it? It wasn't the exter- it was the Exterminator too, I think. So, oh yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, the movie is very, very poorly put together. Uh, but it just it's not in very, a way heard it. Huh? If very, very poor editing in there, and you could tell. Yeah. Is is there some stuff that was shot and not put in there, or some stuff that was intended to be shot and they never had a chance, or something was going on, especially with that ending. Yeah, the end is just like, I mean, it's, God, it's, it's, it's literally, at the end, you blink, you miss, like, huge plot points. Uh, but, you know, oh. they, uh, well, go ahead. Well, it's like y'all were saying, uh, you know, the the very end is just a, the the exact same scene they showed, you know, earlier on in the film with Peter Weller walking into the, to the uh, prison, you know, he's a uh, public defender, so he, he walks in there, you know, to to meet with his clients, and uh, what was it, a uh, crack, 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 he was just yeah, reading he's, off he's a, reading a list, of, yeah. <clears throat> so it was, it was really funny, and then the, the, uh, the, the one guy, uh, he doesn't want condoms, the the yeah. one of the guys in the prison there, the prison guard says this, they're required to give out condoms to the people in prison. The white guy says he doesn't want, want condoms, and the huge black guy says he he wants condoms. Yeah, he got like a big big stack of condoms. Thought that was pretty that was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean you can tell that uh, I don't think they finished it yet. You know they just had certain sequences. No. Uh. It's like they just had to wrap it up. Maybe they ran out of money. Maybe that was it. I, because, that has to be it because they had huge action set pieces, you know, and that's really what the movie seemed like. It was just action set pieces shrewd together with a lame uh, subplot and a courtroom crowd that really had no yeah. bearing on the rest of the film. Well, like, it's like they would just, they had this stuff set up and it just never had any closure on it. Um, like the, uh, the guy's wife, is it his wife or is he engaged to her? Whatever, Peter Weller's, it was engaged, okay. But he's just at this dinner and he's like, all right, uh, I'm out of here. Yeah. And then then it ends and then it plays that scene where he walks in the uh, police precinct again, the police station again. That's it. Uh, you know, and before that is the whole airport scene, which jumps around like crazy. Yeah, it does. Which, of course, has that one, that one uh, World Trade Center scene that was, I have to admit, <laughs> was kind of uh, uncomfortable. It was weird. 
post nine eleven point of view. I was like, oh my god, but you know, it didn't happen. <laughs> but it's, uh, I think we know where they got the idea from now. Yeah, yeah, they they were just studying shade down repeatedly, just watching it. Okay, except we actually fly it into the World Trade Center. Yeah. It's yeah. just, uh, I don't know, man. That just seems so jerky from scene to scene of that. I mean, that whole scene, I, you could tell it was meant to be a, a huge action finale. Yeah. And they'd only filmed, like, uh, a liftoff scene and a scene of Sam Elliott on the, you know, holding on to the wheel while they're flying towards the World Trade Center, which would have taken right. them several minutes to get to from the airport. And uh, and then that's it. I mean, it's it's, uh-huh. it's yeah. There's huge gaps that are just gone. They just don't exist. I mean, you can get the gist of what's happening, but it's not the huge. Compared to the stuff that had come before, it's it's nothing. It's just like a fart in the wind. Because there's action scenes that make no sense earlier, like when uh, Peter Wall was trying to get to the courthouse with the cassette, and all the cops are after him. Yeah. Reason that demolition truck with the fucking wrecking ball smashes it yeah. in the cab and lifts it up over the the cordon, the cop cordon, and drops him on the courthouse steps. Why the fuck did he do that? <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, man. Oh, look, this may answer some of it. Um, was originally set to be distributed by uh, a De Laurentiis Entertainment Group before Universal acquired the film after DEG fell under bankruptcy. That's it. So you think it just ran out of money? Uh, Yeah, De Laurentiis probably funded that for Glickenhaus. And then, uh, yeah, I think it ran out of money and Universal just took what he had filmed, which was, it looked like he had filmed 90% of it. And, and then edited it together. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. <clears throat> yeah, that makes sense. It says, uh, the stunt coordinator, legend Alan Gibbs, had planned a special rollover car stunt for himself to do, but he got sick of cancer during the making of the film. Oh, damn. The Producers waited for the last minute to shoot the rollover scene. If he would get better, but when Alan Gibbs suddenly died, Jack Gill, who'd taken over as stunt coordinator, had to perform the stunt instead. Well, I know, I know the part you liked was outside that uh, that uh, weird sex hotel. Oh man, uh, that was the uh, best. <laughs> What was it? It was the guns, right? He had he had knives strapped to his wrist, and he just did a Spider-Man thing and shot both knives into the cops' necks. That's who it. were trying to arrest him, and then he had a, an Uzi strapped to his chest, but it was strapped to like this metal rod thing where it was connected to it. Pulls out with like an erector set. He got with toys around. Yeah, yeah. And just moves it out, and he just starts blasting on everything. Well, he just, like, hits a button, and it, like, bounces out of his chest into his hand. Like, it, it reminds yeah. me of, of like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, you know, like a, a Bugs Bunny cartoon when you open a box, and there's a spring with a boxing glove on the end of it or something. 
Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> uh, and he, like, the thing is, he's already taking care of the cops. Peter Weller yeah. and Sam Elliott are not anywhere near him. They're still on the top four at this place. And he pulls out the Uzi and just starts gunning people down, people who don't want anything to do with this shit. He just kills them all. And then he kills he everybody. Yeah. yeah, he does. It's like that's a, that's the, and all of them just fall down. That's the best scene in the movie right there. Dude, um, when Sam Elliott like, comes off of the marquee, but the marquee bends and falls down with him in there, and he falls into the street onto the uh, bus. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I said, there's some great action set pieces in there. It's a fun, fun movie. I, I can't really recommend is. it or not. It's just not, you know, it's, it's not complete. And now, if that's what you said is the case, and I understand why. Yeah. I guess it's a miracle we've been having. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm surprised. You know, just imagine what's out there that's just sitting somewhere that never got released. Yeah, stuff that's like, you know, 50% done. That was only released because most of it was completed. It looks like yeah. the end was really the only thing that wasn't totally done. You could edit that shit down to like a 45-minute movie, edit out all the courtroom shit. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's useless. It's it's not... It, it, it only really serves a point to, to fucking... Uh, play up the sex between him and his uh, previous girlfriend, the, the other attorney in the film. Yeah. Between uh, Peter Weller. And that's but, uh, it. Yeah. All right. What else that's did we watch? We watched something else where somebody had shotguns attached to their wrist. Oh, shit, it might have been that. No, I, I think you're right. It was oh, knives in that. And something else we saw where he had shotguns. He, like, pulled out and he had shotguns in his in That his wasn't arms. bulletproof, was it? It may have been bulletproof. Yeah. Which is well, let's go ahead and get into bulletproof, then. It's bulletproof, just so people... Uh, we saw it on uh, it through Stars online. Yeah. Uh, watching it through Amazon. Uh, Another bad the only reason I'm movie. saying this is I just don't know what kind of edit they have on these. But yeah, yeah. Bulletproof was uh, I was it was another one I didn't you know, we went in blind with. The only thing I knew about it is Gary Busey was in it. That's it. And that was enough. <laughs> this is uh This is well, not the not the Adam Sandler movie. No. The same no, name came out in the nineties sometime. This is uh eighty eight, another eighty eight movie. Yeah, this is that, that, that's the same year Gary Busey had that motorcycle accident. I think I might have. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Bulletproof was really another really fun movie. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's of course Bulletproof. He's just a, a cop. It's like you mm-hmm. said. It's like Lethal Weapon. It really is like Lethal Weapon at first because it's him and it's, yeah. Uh, his uh, black uh, cop uh, uh, fucking partner who's had enough of yeah. this shit. <laughs> uh, he's too old for it. Yeah, he's too old for this shit. Man. And they go up against uh, Danny Trejo in a uh, ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the beginning of the movie. And this Danny Trejo looks like he walked off the set of Scarface. Yeah, this is Danny Trejo before he had any wrinkles on his face, if it tells you anything. 
And he has a full, right. full head of hair. Yeah. You don't even recognize him. Oh, he's got like a yeah, huge ass like helmet wig on. And he I got I think he's supposed to be Italian actually. Uh well see that that gets into one thing about that film. You're not sure because it's like a mixture of every villain, every uh, one of Americans uh enemies from the late eighties is in there. <laughs> you got the Koreans, the fucking Russians. <laughs> Yeah, the Russians are in there. Central American gorillas are in there. Uh, Hamas is in there. Well, that's that's the thing we kept asking because this whole thing took place in Mexico, right? Yeah, it's like ten miles over the border, which is really fun. And, and there's Muslims everywhere. Everybody, uh, the, you know, nobody speaks Spanish there. It's all. Uh, some sort of Middle Eastern language, and everybody's Muslim. Very it's, uh, yeah, we couldn't figure out exactly who who was supposed to be the enemy. You know, you have uh, Henry Silva, who's clearly a like a Central American military guy. Right, he's awesome. Yeah, he's he's awesome in everything he does. Uh. And, uh, well, and then uh, William Smith is the Russian guy. Yeah, he's awesome too. He's 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 a great great character actor. Has been around for a long time. He uh, but <laughs> he gets shot in his turban, or shot in his uh, what do you call his hats? Oh, they the Bushka, whatever they fucking call it. Uh, yeah, he uh, shot like he in gets... the top of it. It would like clearly miss his head, but. Yeah, it's like they, over his head, but they had to make sure they shot the hammer and sickle through the red star. Yeah. That. And why uh-huh. he was wearing that in northern Mexico, I don't know. <laughs> well, why was... Okay. The, the whole thing is they're after, like, uh, what do they call the name of this, this tank? Is like uh, Blaster? It's a great... It's this big styrofoam tank called Death the Death Master that, uh, that has uh, Mr. Coffee in it. And that's the whole thing about it. Uh, you, you go into this thing, it looks like, like the nicest like RV you've ever seen in your life on the inside. Yeah, it, it's not military hardware whatsoever. No, you know, it's very... They're in there. They're, they're yeah. sitting in Lady Boys. <laughs> Just like... You know, like they're watching TV, but they're, they're loaded with a huge arsenal. You know, they're blasting like fucking Roman candles and you know, that fucking Pablo Escobar and and Arafat. You know, they're all hanging out. They're just killing them. Yeah. Uh, the tank looks like shit. <laughs> I mean, it's like it looks like airbrush styrofoam. Uh. Thunderblast. Nah, that's it. That's it. Ass blaster. Let's pile all the communists up together. (laughs) Put the Viet Cong in there. Put the goddamn North Koreans. Fucking yeah, just Russian, British in there. Anybody? We've had a we've had a fight with. 
And we'll just blast their ass. Yeah. yeah this tank with styrofoam all over it. And there's another, there's a helicopter with, there's a helicopter with styrofoam all over it, too. Yeah, I was trying to make it look like that Russian helicopter from Halo <laughs> 3. <laughs> Good times. Gary Busey was, uh, of course, great at it. He's just ridiculous as the bulletproof dude. I do love when he's strapped to that huge wheel. And then that yeah. chick goes, oh, yeah. it's so funny. To free him, that chick gets a grenade that's laying in plain sight right in front of Henry Silva. And she's right in front of Gary Busey with this grenade, pulls the pin. And then drops it right between Gary Busey's legs. It like explodes. three feet away from him. And it, it makes the thing roll down the hill, which is really funny, watching a dummy of Gary Busey <laughs> strapped to this thing, uh, rolling down the hill there. Um, yeah. It, 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 well, that was another fun one, though. I thought it was really funny, too, how... Like, he had just a jar of bullets on his nightstand that he pulled out of himself. Like, he goes, he's, like, banging this chick who's, like, just chilling out at his house, like, waiting for him. And uh, he just goes in there and, like, does some quick surgery on himself and pulls out the bullet that was just shot into him. Puts it in his jar of other bullets. Uh, But he's not exactly bulletproof. Well, it's like he's uh, he's got an endoskeleton, just like the fucking T-800 or some shit. And yeah. the bullet only goes so far. I mean, it really yeah. reminded me of, of you know, like the, the bargain basement version of the Terminator operating sure. by itself. Uh, yeah, because the bullets are all, like, smashed and crushed by they've all been shot at the steel barricade. <laughs> They've just been fired on a range somewhere. Yeah. That's right, honey. I'm bulletproof. Like, but I mean, I bulletproof means bullet. you don't get shot, though. You're like the opposite of bulletproof. You're like Mr. Dude that gets shot with bullets, but you just don't die. Yeah. <laughs> they do an x-ray of him, and even though he's got like 50 like fucking Civil War musket balls in his jar or whatever... Uh, they do the x-ray, and he's still got hundreds of them. You know, just <laughs> embedded all in his body. Hey, what's the name of that tank again? Uh, you want the real one or, or my tank? Yeah, the real one, the real one. <laughs> the Thunder, Thunder Blast? I, I was going to say if you remembered it. Because they say that I'll name like 50 times in that movie or more. Well, it's like... The guy, whoever designed the tank, he got his five-year-old name it. What should we call it? Ass Blaster. No. <laughs> I'm to find something better than that. Thunder Blast. How about that? Fucking Cox Master. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and the inside looked like, I mean, it was like huge. The inside looked twice as big as the tank did. You know, yeah, outside. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I think but, the only reason Gary Busey goes after it 
is because one of the American soldiers who was captured along with the tank is his ex-girlfriend. Right. Who's a, a complete badass and holds her own against every like horrible shitbag who, who lives, what, 10 miles south of the Mexican border. Yeah, they just roll out there and say, all right, bitch. And she's like, don't, who are you calling bitch? And she like goes and like fucks everybody up and until she meets Henry Silva and then he rapes her. Yeah, because of course. Because he's because he's a dirty uh, a dirty commie is why he rapes her. Traded to our country. I I just never. <laughs> Never forget him. He was in what that Chuck Norris movie, Code of Silence, and he's awesome in that. Oh, yeah. But also an alligator, which I know I mentioned when we watched it. Yeah. Where he he goes, you know, toe to toe with the alligator, Booger Alley. He <laughs> just wanted to say Booger Alley. I, I do because it's like, <laughs> dude, I, I was watching the movie. I was like, I, I did not really just hear that. If there's anything worse than the fucking Thunder Blast, it's, it's Booger fucking Alley. I mean, these are hardcore gangsters who roam around it, and they still call the place Booger Alley. Wow. Uh, yeah, I need to watch Alligator again. It's been a while. That's what I'd love to watch again, you know, with, uh, you know, we just hang out and have a few beers. I think it's perfect for that. Didn't they make a sequel? They sure did. And, uh, Is that any good? I think, uh, the sequel, I think, has Richard Lynch in it from Invasion USA. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, the sequel's stupid. Uh, you know, the first one's dumb, but the sequel's just really stupid, if I remember correctly. It's been a long time. I may have seen it uh, before... Yeah, I mean, it was in, uh, it was, uh, see, I saw it on USA years ago. Okay. It was some pretty heavy rotation at that time, early yeah. 90s. Yeah, 91. Yeah. See, Stars like, Joseph Bologna. Right to VHS. Uh, that's right, he's in that one. Who's in the first one? The Richard Lynch is in there, you were right. Billy Drago. We need to watch this one too. We need to watch both of these. Yeah, I want to watch them both. Um, Man, it was eleven Billy years before they made a sequel. Damn, Robert Forrester. That's right. Okay. I awesome. Guess, yeah, we need uh, to watch both of those. I guess if Joseph Bologna did that. Right after his uh, attempt at a spinoff to Married with Children failed. <laughs> off of the heap. Oh, shit. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it's him and Matt LeBlanc. Uh, they were in uh, a few episodes of Married with Children. And then they had no. an episode. Huh? No, I'll take it back. I do remember that. I watched that okay. that pilot. Uh, yeah, yeah, they had that Married with Children episode just called Top of the Heat. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, and Al Bundy was in there briefly. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, it never, it never about it. That's hilarious, dude. He, uh, Matt LeBlanc did this like right before Friends. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I remember seeing him before Friends. Like he did a, uh, what is that? Uh, a Cherry Seven Up or Diet Seven Up commercial? Yeah, late eighties. Yeah. I remember from that. Um, um, you know, I was watching something on Friends recently. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Friends. And uh, Matthew Perry, when when he got cast, he was in another show that um, the pilot never got picked up. It was about a uh, they were it, he worked like in a baggage claim in the future. What baggage claim in an airport in the future? Yeah, I want to watch that show. I would love to find pilots of failed shows where they just made pilots. If you and I could just make a, uh, just like a, a, a fucking reel, or just those, a collection of those, and just watch those. Yeah, really like I that. I think that'd be, you know, fun. That, that Harry and the Hendersons series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I love shit like that. Yeah, see, I'd be interested to see all that, uh, how all that was. You know, uh, how bad they really were. Like, you know, I know some of them were had to be shit, but I'm sure there's others that were just maybe ahead of their time. Oh yeah, totally. uh, I I mean, who knows? You know, you never know what's going to get picked up. It's all about what what they think is going to make money. You know, very rarely do they actually air pilots that aren't picked up already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is why, uh, oh, shoot, I'm trying to think right off, but, like, you know, you see a lot of shows that'll have a pilot, and then they'll go and they'll have recast different characters in different roles, you know, recast uh, certain uh, certain people. Like the oh, uh, like, like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They, they shot a pilot with somebody else playing uh, Willow, and then they they redid it with uh, you know Allison Hannigan, and that's on YouTube. You can watch that. It's the exact same episode, but with a different character, a uh, different person playing one of the characters. Hmm. It's just interesting. Well, it is. It is. Uh, you know, like I was saying, uh, Roseanne was like that. Uh, I know the pilot had a different kid playing their son. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd love to watch that. Um, see, I'd like to find, you know, since I'm such a Married with Children fan, I'd love to find the, uh, um, I guess, the unaired pilot to that. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the two original kids. The girl that was that was Kelly was actually somebody that I've seen in some stuff. Yeah, I've only seen like uh, just pictures from like uh, you know some of that e entertainment stuff that they used to do. Oh, it's on. Uh, you can watch it on Vimeo. Okay, watch the whole thing. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt oh. you. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I need to. I do need to check that out. Tina Casperi, she was in. Okay, she was in Mac and Me. She was a sister in Mac and Me. God. <laughs> She's that, pretty hot. She's like an Italian. An Italian girl. Totally yeah, different look than uh. Yeah, then uh, Christina Applegate. I just, you know, at this point, I don't see the show without Christina Applegate. Oh, of course, yeah. Or even David Faustino. You know, yeah. I know there are people who probably don't think much of him, but I thought he was really good as Bud. You know, I want to say this chick was also in uh, My Mom's a Werewolf. This has got to be her. Oh, that just reminded me of something else. Oh, she is. Last movie she was in. That's that's when I looked her up and saw her in uh, Married with Children. She just quit acting? Yeah, that was it. That killed it. My mom's a werewolf. Put her into her career. <laughs> um... Well, let me let me use that to segue into something else I've watched recently, like the night before last for the very first time. Uh, that's Teen Wolf. That was the first one. Yeah, I've got the second one too. I've got the two pack or whatever, but I've never seen the first one all the way through. And what I did you think? Trailers. It's all right. I mean, it's I can see why it was overshadowed by Back to the Future, which I guess was right after that. Yeah. I think they're both 85, um, which means Michael J. Fox must have just been working his ass off that year. Well, he was doing Family Ties, too. Yeah, exactly. He was working his ass uh, off, dude. Yeah. You know, it worked for him, man. I mean, he put in the time. And, Shoot, yeah. You know, he, he worked the benefits for it. I'm glad he did we're all bad oh, yeah. for it, I guess. Um, Absolutely. I enjoyed the movie. It's a very, it's got that very corny '80s feel to yeah. it. Uh, but I've seen worse, you know, teenage school movies from the '80s than that. Far worse. It's enjoyable. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it maybe doesn't hold up quite as well as I remembered, but uh, yeah, still, it, it, still a fun. Fun movie. It, it doesn't. It, I can see why nobody really brings it up regarding the 80s anymore, even though, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, it, that cartoon was out. Yeah. And I remember that cartoon. That's the only thing yeah. I really remember about it. Um, I don't know anything about the show going on now. But, um... Oh, yeah. Pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, but, uh... No, I mean, it's, it's fun. Uh, you know, if anybody who's a fan of, you know, just a good old 80s, a slice of the 80s, I guess, Team Wolf is, is a, you can't go wrong with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, you know, uh, what else did I watch? Something. Uh, I actually, right before we started recording this, I watched uh, Wolfen for the first time. Oh yeah, what'd you think of that? 
I enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, Wasn't quite what I expected, I guess. Yeah, it's it's different. It is, in a good way. You know, Albert King is always awesome. Uh, I just don't... I haven't seen him in enough stuff, even though I know he's done plenty. Uh, But uh, Gregory Hines, you know, for quite a bit, too. And the guy, I cannot ever remember his name, but he's uh, the guy in Manhunter who played Francis Dollaride and that. The huge dude. Now he, well, he's tall. He's always made out to be like tall and ugly, or, or uglier than he actually is. Uh, <laughs> God, what's his name? He's in there as like one of the zoo workers. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff, though. You'd recognize him. Uh, and, Not and a enough, William. Let's see. What? Oh, uh, Tom Noonan's you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. 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 But uh, connecting Teen Wolf to Wolfen, uh, of course, Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf, the guy who played the principal in uh, Back to the Future has a cameo in Wolfen. I thought that was neat. Oh. Uh, okay. So you connect those two. Yeah, man. Teen Wolf, uh, you know, everybody talks about uh, Back to the Future. And of course, I was a big fan of that, but, you know, I've always been more of a horror guy. Um, so, you know, I was actually more, I was watching Teen Wolf more than than uh, Back to the Future back in those days. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I watched the sequel quite a bit as well, which um, has got Jason Bateman, who really hadn't done anything at that point uh, before that movie. It's kind of interesting to go back and watch that now, you know, knowing what, you know, he's a big-time actor. I need to watch it. I mean, like I said, I've got it here. So, yeah, check uh, it out. Uh, what's that? Damn, what's that? Yeah, check it out. Is that one of those that came out in the early 90s? Uh, it may be early 90s. I'm not sure. You have it in front of you? That's what I'm trying to look for. I'm trying to see if I'm finding a case here. You can probably hear an old bard playing there. There it is. Hold on one second. Make sure I don't drop everything. She's showing 87. So, yeah, 1987, so just two years. Okay. This was an MGM double feature. Uh, so, yeah, I'll check that out. This is Teen Wolf 2, as in Teen Wolf also. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I see that too. I believe that's uh he plays uh the guy in the first Teen Wolf, I think that's his cousin. Because oh. I noticed that it was like a genetic thing, like his dad had it, but his brother right. didn't. Wasn't that such oh. a funny reveal when his dad popped out and he's got a gray Gray hair all over him. Well, it works fine. I wanted to talk to you about something. He's in the bathroom. Like you think he's just like you know, his dad's right outside the bathroom door, trying to get him to come to the door. Yeah. Uh, he just opens it, and bam, he's already transformed. The dad in that is the guy who was in. Uh, do you remember him in Sling Blade? He was. Uh, 
Okay, was he the guy who uh, owned that store that Carl worked at, or did he work at the hospital? The hospital. Okay, okay. He was a doctor, I think, at the hospital, the uh, psychiatrist. Yeah, I've seen him in quite a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Wolfen, though, was 1981. Mm-hmm. And some of the places they filmed there in New York were like absolute shit. Like just blocked <laughs> out post apocalyptic crap. <laughs> uh, and that's before crap. Terrible. Say what? I said that's before crack. Yeah, man, it's it's like I mean it looks rough. Like see it, the pictures you see of Detroit today today, that's what it looks yeah. like. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what part of New York it was. But uh I uh, it was you know, New York uh, seemed to just have a lot of shit for quite a while there. It was very common to uh, show that in movies, like Jason Takes Manhattan. I remember New York being just a shithole in that movie, too. Yeah. Um, you could name so many where, you know, if New York's in it, it shows, like, how nasty it is. I've never been to New York. Didn't you go one time? No, I've never been. You must have gone to Chicago, then. Yeah, I went to Chicago. Yeah, that's what it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I know uh, Giuliani got in there, and I think I cleaned up a lot of that. Cause it was just like porno joints on every corner, like hookers everywhere. I mean, from what I yeah. understand, you know, um, obviously probably well, not as bad as it's portrayed you know, in movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were just filming there. You, yeah, I mean, you're right. They probably were filming on like the same street. But, oh yeah. Um. Yeah, you had a certain image of New York. Uh, especially in the, uh, I'd say, late 60s through, uh, you start to see a change a little bit in the very, very late 80s, but in the 90s, definitely. Uh, <laughs> just a dirty, gray shithole, white. Escape from New York, it, uh, it really looked like they didn't have to do a whole lot <laughs> to, you know, dress up the set to make it look like shit. <laughs> Like they were just driving down the street late at night, and that's it. I mean, half the places are falling down craters, but, you know, that's, that was reality. Right. But, uh, uh, no, I enjoyed that. Uh, I didn't know James Horner did the music for it. took some of those cues from Wolfpack. We used them for Aliens later, what, five years after that? Wow. Uh, but he he was uh, he, he he had a tight uh, time schedule to keep for aliens, so I I can understand why he did that. Uh, it's a shame he's already passed away. It is. So, um, uh, Sorry, I'm reading about Rudolph Giuliani. He was uh, he actually won uh, in. See, yeah, he won in '93. Okay, that's when he became mayor. And I think the he, mayor he, before him tried to do some changes too, but he I'm sure he did. Yeah, quite as many as Giuliani. 
Giuliani framed himself as an agent of change, saying, I'm, I'm the reformer. This is 89. He lost in 89 to uh, uh, Dickens. Dinkins. Now we got Dinkins, yeah. Dingus. Dingus. Jesus, it looks like Zeus is like... <sighs> Some of these scenes, like Hulk's face is buried in Zeus's crotch right now. That's like his move here. <laughs> oh, God. That's um, hot. <clears throat> uh, let's see. And something else I just watched on a whim because I've been kind of curious about it last night with uh, the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black. <laughs> oh, yeah? And, uh, I was just what curious about it. It's, it's all right. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. Not what I expected, you know. I like Jack Black fine. I do, too. Uh, but there. Uh, it, you know, I I never watched Goosebumps or read the book. I regret now not sitting back and watching the show with my brother when he was a kid. Yeah. Then it came out in 97. And around that time, I was starting to be you know, a, a teenage shithead. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I didn't watch any of that with him. Yeah, I remember uh, coming over and Matt, Matt loved that shit, man. Like, he had the books and he watched the show. Yeah. You never watched the show at all. I will admit, I did watch the uh, the TV show that that was on. I'd, I'd a few go, a few episodes. I'd quick. I'd, I'd see a few pieces here and there because he was watching. Yeah. Watch. I never sat back I mean, and watched it with them. It was one of those after school shows, so you know. But you know, like I said, we were too old to be watching that shit at that point. Yeah. But uh. I've watched a lot of that with my kids, and we, you know, we watched the movie, and they really got into Goosebumps like a year or so ago. So we we've watched a good bit of those episodes, and uh, yeah, it's okay. It, it, it's cool for like an introduction to that stuff. The movie's cool, you know. It's uh, not exactly the way I would have I would have done it, but uh, it's kind of like blowing your load. You know, you're you're blow you're you're using all your your work just to make this one movie when you could make a movie out of every one of those if you wanted to. That That's what I found interesting, you know, that everything is in there. Now, the end of it kind of, uh, it, it, the end of it is kind of a cliffhanger that the Invisible Boy yeah. is there. But yeah. that's it. I mean, they had... All sorts of shit they could have done. That fucking gigantic mantis. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember seeing that book everywhere. You know, Matt, like I said, Matt had all the uh, all the books just laying all over the house. Yeah. Um, but I remember. I mean, I remember it, was, it was at least cool to cool to see all that stuff. I mean, especially if you if you were a big fan, you'd be like, oh man, I wish I had seen this or that. Or, but uh, it was nice to see it all. You know. Yeah, it's something I, you know, I would have appreciated more, I guess, in my early teens at the latest. Yeah. Uh, Goosebumps, like you said, came out just just a few years late. Yeah. Uh, even if it had come out in ninety two, ninety three, I would have, I think we would have watched it uh, quite a bit, actually. Like ninety seven, oh, totally. it's just a bit different there, you know. Yeah. 
Well, it was a little cornball. It's a little, you know, we were, you know, we were thinking of ourselves as adults already. And, you know, we're too old for that shit. We're going to go watch, you know, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, we're going to go watch. We're going to go watch Marcellus Wallace get fucked in the ass. We're not going to watch this bullshit. That shit blew my mind, man. (laughs) Mine too. I know that happened. Uh but uh, no, I didn't know Jack Black did the voice of that uh, the, the ventriloquist doll in the movie. Yeah, he did a good job of that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was good in the movie. But no, if you watch it now, you can hear it. Yeah. Uh, and that fucking that that dude who screamed just like a little girl. Oh, the the kid's friend? Yeah. The yeah. kid who had a very, very forgetful face. He, he yeah. just, I don't know, he just, I'm not trying to knock on the kid. He just, he didn't have anything really that shrunk, you know, that, that stood out. Well, he had buck teeth. Which one, the, 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 the lead kid or his... Oh, the lead? Oh, I couldn't tell you what the, the lead, lead looked like. Yeah, exactly. No, that kid, that kid had a bigger chance of going places. But uh, no, the lead was just kind of there. Oh yeah, the friend I've seen in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I've seen in some other movies. But but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I really haven't been watching a whole lot this week, other than the stuff I've seen with you. I watched Iron Eagle again. Um, like that one a lot. I've never seen. I'm trying to. I need to watch that. They made a ton of sequels too. I haven't seen any of the sequels either. But uh, you know, Louis Gossett Jr. You can't go wrong. Is that uh, on streaming? Uh, no, nah, I recorded this off TV. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. It, it, it very well may be. <clears throat> I'll write it down here to look it up later. But. Um, yeah, it's been quite a quite a little uh, viewing experience for us. I've, I've seen some good stuff lately. Yeah, we we certainly have. Um, I watched uh, uh, Hardcore Henry. I don't think I've seen that. You seen the previews? It, it came out maybe six months ago. I'm trying to think of. It's, I don't know. I don't it's shot. It's shot in first person. That's what's unique about it. Like the entire movie is from the first oh, person perspective. You were telling me about that. Yeah, you were telling me about that. That's uh, the one with the uh, Charlotte Copley in it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, you you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was unique, you know, at the very least, but. Um, some of the CGI was kind of wonky, um, but uh, yeah, it was it was fun. Jockass! Oh, oh, that reminds me. You talk about jockass in uh, in this mm-hmm. movie. Let's remember Gary Busey calling everybody butthorn and bulletproof. Butthorn. <laughs> <laughs> butthorn. It's like a butt horn. 
I've never what? heard that before since. <laughs> From now on, we're using it, though. It's like, my thing is, it's like, dude, there's already butthole out there. <laughs> I don't know why you say a butthole instead of that. But this movie's rated R, I think, too, so. Butthorn, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gary Busey was doing a lot of absinthe during that period of time, so who knows. Darren. Uh. But, um. Uh, I've, I've got to say, I'm, I'm glad that, that the motorcycle accident didn't kill him. Because I love Gary Busey. Yeah. Well, we need to watch Eye of the Tiger, too. That's another one that's been on my list for a while. I've heard it's really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen it a while ago. Um, oh, really? I think you own it on one of those sets you have. I do, yeah. It's, it's not captioned or anything. and I, it's, I, I hate saying that over and over. It's hard for me to get into something like that uh, without some assistance for me to understand a quick point. Sure. Yeah. As little of a plot as there may be. You need to know exactly how many times he calls somebody butthorn. Yeah, exactly. So I know when to drink. <laughs> drink when he says butthorn. That would be awesome. Yeah, uh, that's one. He doesn't say it so much that I don't think it would be uh, a bad idea to use shots for that. If we had oh, yeah. shots for Silent Night, Deadly Night too, yeah, we would have probably had oh, out no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'd be, yeah, we would have been out. Oh, man. But, yeah, yeah, I was, you know, I was doing those a uh, couple nights you were able to come over and we, we kind of want to move Yeah, man. Done. Yeah. But, um, well, anything else you wanted to add, man? I can't think of anything right now, man. I think we've pretty much hit everything. Um, yeah. Well, all right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Twitter, Butthorns. <laughs> Two-piece on a pod. I want that jock ass on this network. What's your price, Rip? <laughs> you need to get uh, voice clips on these movies and use these word movies for the rest of our shows. Take a leak. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you next time. Take a leak. Teddy Wangers.